0: All right, somebody teach me something. There, there are many things I know, and there are things I don't, and there are parts about local and state government that's still confused to this day. Tony Katz, 93, WIBC. Good morning. This is a story about water. I've got the story over at IBJ, Peter Blanchard uh, r- reporting. I, I've got the story over at Wish TV, Greg Montgomery reporting. The story is about water and how it is going to make its way, seemingly, to Boone County and what's known as the Leap Innovation and Research District. So you have the state that bought this land, uh, Whitestown area. You have got people infuriated by this because you're deciding this level of growth. We were never consulted. We, the people who live in this area, people are angry about it. But it's happening. It's, it's, it's going on. I do not know at this moment whether there's a way to stop any of it. I'm not 100% sure I would want to stop any of it. Uh, I'm, I'm saying that there are people who are angry about it. So there's been this conversation about water. And the idea that this area, what's known as this this LEAP, Lebanon Innovation District, the next location of global innovation according to the Indiana Department of Economic Development, 9,000 plus available acres strategically situated on Indiana's I-65 hard tech corridor. And so the governor put in a release that they're gonna be collecting data to quote, gain a greater understanding of the amount of excess water that is truly available to support all the surrounding region's growth prior to any action being taken that could inadvertently jeopardize this needed resource. All right, I'm confused. Are you looking to move water away from specific counties? in order to satisfy the growth needs of this LEAP district? Is is that the conversation? As the IBJ reports it, Peter Blanchard, Governor Holcomb has directed the Indiana Finance Authority to begin, quote, exclusive oversight, unquote, of a water supply study currently underway along the Wabash River that is meant to determine whether water can be piped from Tippecanoe County to Boone County to supply this district without harming resources available to other communities. Well, that's a little more clear. The plan is to move the water. The plan is to pipe the water down. That's that's the objective, right? This is what you're saying. Now, there's always a question of Who controls these things, right? Who owns uh, the, the, the water? This conversation goes on in many, many unique ways. I've heard this conversation for years, and we discuss it often. Is the argument that's being made by, let's say, Lafayette, West Lafayette, that everything is so Indianapolis and Indianapolis Donut County focused that you're willing to sacrifice the growth in the other places and the people in the other places for this LEAP district? I mean, is is that the argument that's being made? You tell me that a study is taking place, are we now jumping ahead of the study in terms of concern, or is the study a cover for what we already know is a concern? Holcomb is instructing the Indiana Finance Authority to accelerate the start of a planned regional uh, water study for north-central Indiana that will examine watersheds covering Tippecanoe in 12 other counties. It is the fourth such regional water study that the Indiana Finance Authority has conducted since 2017. It should be uh, completed fall, so this time next year, fall of 2024. So growth requires certain things. And water certainly would be one of those things. I think we'd agree to that. What I'm trying to understand is the politics underneath. What I want to know is, is this already a fait accompli, and we are now engaging in activities to cover it up? Or is there another plan? Because if you tell me, well, they they need the water, so they're going to get the water, so we'll do anything we need to do in order to get the water, that's pretty messed up. That is not going to fly. I want to understand the story here because this whole Leap District, there's there's a feel that we should be celebrating the daylights out of this. But yet, I haven't heard many people celebrating the daylights out of this. Just the opposite. It's like, yeah, you know what they did over there? I, I don't think that's what you want. Now, maybe at the end result, everyone will say, oh, look at the jobs. Look what Lily's doing. Isn't this great? Would you have gotten the, some of the deals that are going there? This is the question. Let's make sure we understand it. Without the political, what is actually happening? And what is the actual effect on Hoosiers? Let's go about discussing it. So if you know things about this, Tony at TonyKatz.com. I would love to hear From you, Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Sometimes people try too hard. In a desperation to move narrative over reality, they uh, they reach. And it's unnecessary because one can make a point while being honest. This is, in my view, the case of Deborah Daniels in the pages of the IBJ. Deborah Daniels is an attorney, former U.S. attorney, as the bio reads, assistant U.S. attorney, and president of the Sagamore Institute. Me, I'm Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. The article is entitled, What's Going to Break Our Hate and Terror Fever? Huh. What an apropos conversation to have considering all of the hate towards jews in america right now i should really say support of hamas and hate towards jews and hate of course towards christians who note that hamas is a terrorist organization look at the people being attacked in the streets look at people who have been killed homes that have been broken into American flags ripped down, police cars that have been uh, vandalized and destroyed, never mind the graffiti on uh, the the White House grounds from these pro-Hamas supporters. What an important article. And it starts, I recently read a newly released book by Timothy Egan titled A Fever in the Heartland, The Ku Klux Klan's Plot to Take Over America and the Woman Who Stopped Them. And I said to myself, oh no, she's not going to do this. I go through a series of paragraphs, a series of paragraphs, and there is no talk of what is happening right now. Now, since this was published on November 10th, I would assume that the piece is recent, although it could have been written before the Hamas terrorist attack. On Israel. But what does she get into? While one must be careful about drawing comparisons, there are disturbing parallels between the 1920s and today. The Klan didn't, leadership did not create any of the anti black Jewish Catholic animus, it exploited the mood. There was a spiteful anti immigrant mood at the time, as well as strong racist and anti Semitic feelings. She gets to today. Today, racism and anti-Semitism are again on the rise. In Charlottesville, Virginia, in 2017, white supremacists violently defied efforts to remove a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee while shouting, Jews will not replace us. The far right of today is focused on exploiting public, exploiting public hatred of the other and attacking perceived enemies. Um. What? This is what you're going to bring to the table? Then support for Mitt Romney, going after President Trump, and ending the peace with We have not rid our country of hate and terror. In fact, we are experiencing a virulent resurgence. What will break the fever? Well, Ms. Daniels, I would start with honesty. You bring up the Klan, you bring up Charlottesville, because you want to go after the political right, but you don't mention all these college students, all these professors, all these administrators, and all the remarkable silence of the so-called civic leaders of Indianapolis? I haven't done it yet. I haven't done it yet. But if I were to go to the Sagamore Institute, which admittedly I know little about, and, and... You know, uh, they discuss, uh, they want to engage solutions to society's biggest problems. You're not going to get an an argument out of me to have smart people working on how do we go about making things better. You won't have a, uh, no argument from me. Is there a statement from the Sagamore Institute regarding the murder of 1,400 Israelis? Is there a statement from the Sagamore Institute that discusses the calls for genocide on the streets of Indianapolis? And if not, may I ask Deborah Daniels, what exactly are you providing here? What exactly is the purpose and the point? Has anybody asked whether Jennifer Rumsey has a statement regarding the calls for genocide on the streets of Indianapolis? Jennifer Rumsey is the president and CEO of Cummins taking over for Tom Leinbarger. I don't have to ask about what Tom Leinbarger would have done. He would have done nothing but instituted more woke policies for his company. I've heard not from Dave Ricks. I've heard not from Jeff Smollian. I have heard not from Herb Simon. I have heard nothing from Mark Benioff. I have heard nothing but silence. And when you decide to write a piece, it is to discuss Charlottesville in 2017 and not Indianapolis in 2023? I'm sorry. I I don't know what this is. You cannot allow your politics to destroy you. And that is exactly what I read from this. this. This radicalness... To an unwillingness. This desire not to take a look at the whole. The anti-Semitism is coming from inside the House. And that House is the Democratic Party. On the college campus. Those teaching those on the college campus. Those who administrate those who teach those on the college campus. And those in Congress. Your Congressman Andre Carson. Anti-Semite. Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Representative Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Ayanna Presley, Jamal Bowman. That's who we're dealing with. Those are the ones who are pushing the hate. Those are the ones trying to build the animus. Those are the ones engaged in the separation. Those who push DEI are the ones engaged in the separation. Will you find some nasty people on the political right? Well, of course you will. There's two sides to the bell curve. I make no argument to this. The people in Charlottesville, Jews, will not replace us. As I've said many times, uh, on behalf of the Jews, we're not trying to replace you. We're doctors. You wear ill-fitting khakis and live with your mom. Now, don't get us wrong. Our mom would like it if we still live with them. But that's a different issue. See that? Even amongst this, I can still bring the funny. No, uh, Deborah, Dan- Deborah Daniels is um, outrageously off base here. Uh, and this piece, uh, just as, as a matter of clarity, um, doesn't bring anything to this question of breaking the fever. If you want to put an end to the hate first, recognize that you never will. That's, that's a hard one. That's a difficult one for people to understand. That you, it, it will always be there. Always. But you certainly can't stop anything if you're not going to be honest. Today's Jew hate comes from the political left. And if you're not going to mention it, if you want to mention Charlottesville, you can, but if you're not going to mention it, This is a political piece, not a thought piece. And therefore, uh, it should be called out for what it is, which is a propaganda piece. I would say unworthy of the IBJ and, I would hope, the Sagamore Institute. I'm right here if you want to talk about it. Matt Barris got traffic, but he's out today, so Dominic Fortini takes over. Correction, from this conversation I was having just earlier about this op-ed from Deborah Daniels, who's a lawyer in town, but uh, she wrote it in the Indianapolis Business Journal, and it says here, uh, former president of the Sagamore Institute. So I was discussing Sagamore. The current president of Sagamore is Teresa Lubbers. I don't see her listed. And so I, I did a little more looking and even on her, uh, where, where she's a lawyer, looking at her her history, it's 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 not mentioned. Uh, I I see a series of things mentioned, but I don't think, see Sagamore. So while it is true that I've not seen any statement from Sagamore Institute regarding calls for genocide on the streets of Indianapolis, just like I haven't heard people saying how wrong this is from many, many civic leaders. uh, It would be wrong for me to say that she was connected uh, to Sagamore Institute, even though it says so in this piece at the Indianapolis Business Journal when giving her bio, when I don't see that as the case. So I, I went over and I just wanted to make sure I don't see it. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Take that back. Man, former president, Sagamore Institute for Policy Research. That's the connection. She's not with them now. She's not the current president of the Sagamore Institute. That's what I wanted to make sure I engage clarity in. My conversation about still not seeing a statement stands. So there it is. There it is. There it is. I wanted to make that correction, not the current president of the Sagamore Institute. Get that out of the get that out of the way. Clearly. Tony Katz ninety three W I B C Good morning. Good to be with you. A little bit of sorority hate. Really, it's the hatred for women. I'm not in favor of it. I don't know why there are women out there who accept this, but there is a sorority that accepted a male member. Oh, he claims to be a woman, but he's not. He's aggressive with people. And sorority members said, what in the world is going on here? Well, a couple of these women were pushing a lawsuit to remove this man who claims to be a woman. And they found out that they have been expelled from the sorority. It's a guy who claims to be a woman. The women in the sorority say, we don't want this, this is why we joined a sorority. And the sorority threw the women out. That is hate of women. That is some outrageous, outrageous hate. Why in the world do we accept this? Why in the world do we we think that this is rational or normal? Why would we ever vote for people who want to Value such a thing. Why would you vote for anybody who wants to erase women? I don't understand your mathematics. The people who push this stuff are absolutely interested in two things. Number one, not dealing with reality. And number two, destruction of Western civilization. The idea that standards and, and, and uh, boundaries should not exist. Well, yes, they should. They're very important and they're valuable. You hate women so much you want to see them disappear. Sororities will be filled with men. That's weird. That's weird stuff. So this is just another example of what's happening. And one should ask who's voting for this. Oh yes, Trump is terrible. I don't know why you're still focused on him. I uh, know, oh, yes, the political right is going to destroy democracy. The political left is erasing women. But sure, sure, make a claim uh, uh, about democracy or some other nonsense. You want you want to buy into talking points or do you want to actually? Uh, I don't know. Have something better. What exactly is your plan? Because erasing women sounds like a terrible one. Uh, Courtney wants to know if it's discrimination against the girls kicked out of the sorority. No, no, no. It's justified. It's justified because everyone knows that sororities are for men who say they're women. Everybody knows this. My gosh. Who who doesn't? Tony Katz at 93 WIBC. Good morning. Every hour of every day, something that comes across his desk. None of us can comprehend the weight of the presidency. Every hour of every day. And as he would tell you if he were here today, it's amazing how every country in the world looks to the United States for help, for solutions, for just almost anything you can think of. Every single day, every every newspaper in the country, read every newspaper in the country about President Biden. Within the first two paragraphs, they'll point out he's in his 80s. No kidding. Mm -hmm. He knows how old he is. You couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Someone 45 years of age couldn't do what he does every day, but he does it. Um, That's uh, some good propaganda right there from Mike Barnacle over at MSNBC. The Democratic Party is concerned about his age. Politico has come out to say point blank, yeah, this guy can't do the job. They said the words. So what are you defending when we all know he's too old? Although I, I, I'm i here to say, uh, let him be the candidate. He'll be easier to beat. Democrats don't really want him. He creates no excitement, so yeah, you know, might as well just just keep him there. And I certainly hope that they do. Tony Katz, ninety-three WIBC. Good morning, people. Want to defend him? Go go ahead and knock yourselves out. Have that fight. You 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 enjoy. Instead, I will be looking to the march for Israel, which is taking place in D.C. today. I did think about going, but um my job is, 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 is here. I wanted to be able to, to broadcast. I made the decision not to go. There is an extent to which I, I regret it. I think I should have gone. You know, you, you have your responsibilities. You want to live up to them. You're, you're going to be sharing what's happening. And that is, is important in and of itself. I should have been there. That was that I should have said i'm I'm taking the day off. I'll drive out, I'll drive back, I'll fly in and out, boom, bop, bip. Somebody's got a plane. they can give me a ride i should I should have been there. I made the decision to go the other way. I admit to you, I shouldn't have, but it will be large, and it will be focused on support for Israel and to condemn the anti-Semitism. Will it get violence? Gosh, I hope not. Is it possible? Of course it's possible. But we've seen this in Paris. 100,000 people gathered to fight the anti-Semitism. Now, in Paris, what they need to be fighting is the horrific immigration policies that have caused so many issues. If we're going to be fighting things in the United States, we should be fighting the student visas that allow hateful people into the country. I don't care that a college gets a full ride from it. Someone's paying a top dollar. Nah. Your economic desires should not allow for such hate to enter the country, for such diseased thoughts to enter the nation. Shouldn't happen. Should not happen. And I'm not interested if Harvard gets, you know, extra dollars or or, uh, an Indiana school or or anything else. What do I want to see from from this march today? I want people to recognize that there's more of us than there are of them. And maybe there is an extent to which I'm just hoping there are more of us than there are of them, which is why I should have gone, to show that there are more of us than there are of them not Jews, rational people, normal people, who recognize that Israel has the right to exist and that everything would be better if Hamas was gone. Everything would be better. It would certainly have the opportunity to be better if Hamas was gone. This is... Easy to understand. Easy to understand. Let this march explain to Americans that the United Nations has failed on every level where they will condemn Israel, but they have never condemned Hamas. They have never condemned Iran for supporting this terrorist organization. What is the point What's the point of this group, of this organization? Well, if we're not there, they get to work with impunity. Well, then let's start slapping some people around. This is a despicable group. And let that be something that's said. That an honest conversation has to be had regarding Israel, regarding the terrorist attack from Hamas, and regarding the ability to defend oneself. And let an honest conversation be had that Jews across America and and non-Jews across America aren't going to take this Jew-hating nonsense. What, you think we're just going to lay down and take it? We're up for the fight. Make yourself heard. I will be covering what is happening on Tony Katz today at noon. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.